0: Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence.
1: Here's your lamy. A donut hole and a donut hole. It's clobbering time. Frankly,
2: Franky, Franko.
1: You know, I'm something of a
0: scientist myself. Old and busted. Oh. New heights.
2: That's what she said. Can <laughs> <laughs> I do that? Here's A child. playing are a sad, strange... <laughs>
3: <laughs> i i got headache. either welcome to meditations with who watches the watchers my name is ian
1: my name is kenny
0: oh this is um paul damien i'm here
3: um hey guys welcome hey.
0: back to who watches the watchers
3: the only podcast that brings you a comic book episode and a movie episode every week um, we said our names already mm-hmm. in that wonderful yeah. calming intro I, yeah, this okay. is Paul Damien it, we gotta it is still Paul Damien, yeah. mm-hmm. you're right there you go. I haven't changed um <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week we're talking about the girl with the dragon tattoo directed by David fincher. uh this is a remake uh this is the twenty eleven version mm-hmm. the one that was walking outside mm yeah yes <laughs> i I'm trying to grasp your joke. <laughs> the girl with the dragon tattoo uh, right, yes.
0: There's, yes. Sorry, it's a bad joke. (laughs) It's kind of, it's kind of my, my thing.
3: (laughs) Um, and, uh, this movie starring Daniel Craig, Rooney Mara, Christopher Plummer, Stellan Skarsgård, Robin Wright, the list goes on and on. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so, I mean, this is a movie that has lived in the zeitgeist
0: for a long time. Mm I never seen it.
3: Had any of you guys seen this movie
1: before?
0: Uh, bits and pieces, uh, but never, like from start to finish, maybe like a couple of scenes here and there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What about you?
1: I mean, I had never seen it before. Um, I mean, I remember the huge hype around it when it came mm. out, but it, everything I heard about it kind of not disinterested me, but I, you know, I tend to stay away from things that are sometimes overtly violent or stuff. And so mm. the, just the things I heard about the movie, I was like, oh, I don't know if I really will ever want to watch that or, you know, and it's the, the kind of movie that I feel like I have to be in a very specific mood or mindset yeah. to, put myself in through and uh so this one was just never the one that i'd lined up to so it was kind of fate that this podcast would put me through this put me through this mm, movie yeah is what i'm gonna say had it um, had, Paul,
0: have had you seen the original no, I no. have not. Okay, so to talk I've on, just
1: seen parts of this one. Okay, to talk on that. Yeah, so it's based on a book um, that uh, came out, or you know, a series of books that came out. And yeah, so what I thought was interesting is that yeah, this there was an original movie that came out in two thousand nine, but they actually released mm-hmm. all three original movies that right. same year. They all came out. Kind oh, of back in the to same back. year. Yeah, they all came nice. out in two thousand nine. So this was meant to be initially a going to be a trilogy remake right. of it until it kind of blundered, I guess. And so they got. Um, put to the side you know there yeah. uh, for now there will not be a, a either remake to this movie or you know yeah a, a sequel to this movie being made um but yeah so by director niles uh arden Oplov, you know okay so who's the original uh, swedish director sw- yeah, swedish yeah, okay, director cool. that did it um with uh, daniel alfredson having kind of rewritten the screenplay based on the books uh by what's his name a uh, larson Stiglars- oh, was the original hmm. novelist and he actually died um, before the books were ever published oh, is the interesting, interesting. thing. Yeah. So he wow. was writing what was apparently planned to be 10 books. Oh shit. And so he got about, he got three done and then was kind of had some of four and five written and then he passed away. And so they went on to publish the three that he had written, uh, the year after his death, he died in 2004. They published the books in 2005 wow. uh, after they like found him, I guess, in the desk drawer. Was um, he a writer previous to that? And so, yeah, I think he has some other works and stuff. And okay. so this was kind of like his big like uh, this was Game of back- Thrones. Yeah. This was his Song of yeah. Ice and Fire. This was the big thing he was working on in his life. Uh, and so what's interesting is now there's actually six books. They went on oh, to right. hire another uh, writer to go and uh, continue those those books. His, his, his like with name. his
0: notes and stuff, everything they had left over?
1: Yeah, David Lagercance. Well, actually not. So funny enough, the with the notes that 4 and 5 had, his partner at the time, kept And so she apparently at one point said like I'm going to finish the books oh. and then but never really did anything with it or put anything out there. So just without any of the content that he wrote for 4 or 5, they the p- book publisher just hired somebody else to be like, well, just go do what you think would be best for the wow. night, the rest of the series. Wow. And so the it's kind of like lost content right at the moment on whatever he wrote Holy for shit. the 4th and 5th books. That's so, kind of a bummer. That's cool. Mm-hmm.
3: It it is cool, but it's also like we're never going to get the real thing. Yeah. Even if this other woman technically, his his business partner. Technically, Uh
0: only the first three books are canon.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And so Um, it's kind of like Opus, you know, where we get that kind of weird Mm open-ended, you know, and it is his true ending. You know, this is kind of the opposite where they like, you know, we'll never exactly get to see what that that kind of uh, potential continuation from Mm -hmm. the original three stories would be. So... Well, that's that's very interesting. But one, yeah, one other fun fact I was just going to uh-huh. throw out right out the gate is that uh, what I thought was crazy is the girl with the dragon tattoo is the is the American name of this movie, and oh. the actual like Swedish name perfectly translates to men who hate women. Holy so that's shit. what this book and the original movies in Sweden are actually called. Holy is, really? yeah, is This movie is called Men Who Hate Women. Wow. So, and I think that is the fucking perfect title <laughs> for this fucking movie. And I think The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo was a lowball pitcher. Like, okay, we want to give this a cool edgy name, but not the fucking edgy yeah. name this movie actually has, you know, so... I was kind of blown away that that was such a... That's
0: a rough name.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was interesting that they chose to really pull away from that that title because it's actually, I guess, like a perfect translation. (laughs) What's so
3: funny about the title, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Mm -hmm. is it sounds like it was a translated title. Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. sounds like, you know, this is the direct (laughs) translation of a title because you see that title and you're like... I don't know. That doesn't sound like a great title. Yeah, most yeah. of them,
1: the titles are different. I think the girl who played with fire was the only one that was the actual oh. translation. Because even the girl with the who plays with the hornet's nest had like an even crazier name. Yeah. It was like the castle that floated too high in the sky and then fell. I'm not even being dramatic. <laughs> it was like something nuts like that. So um, it's like crazy that yeah, exactly. I felt like they and once again kind of were like, oh, that's a little too too much for the American yeah. audience, and we're gonna we're gonna scare away. A big populace. If we would make that
0: title, if one of the names was just like the synopsis of the book,
2: <laughs> just
3: like the whole synopsis. Yeah. Yeah. This girl goes into a coffee shop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um Yeah. So yeah. we did not watch the originals, no, which I think I, we all I, just watched the remake, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I would maybe on my own time, or we could do it for the show. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Watch the originals because I did really like this movie. Yeah. I in fact, kind of loved this movie, especially where it ended and um how it felt like it ended a couple of times mm-hmm. too absolutely um this movie was a big surprise for me because I had always seen the title i it was it was also around the time when like There was like way too many Resident Evils and way too many Underworlds, Uh, and then of course like everything was all of
1: those. (laughs) Everything was edgy and violent. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. but
3: it was also like within the existence of Daniel Craig as 007. Also, Mm -hmm. so it just felt like another, you know, toss in the pile of just like it could be, you know, as do it, crack it, Krakatoa. Oh shit! That was yes, dude, crispy. <laughs> I hope nice. that shows up in the mic. Ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it just, this movie, I thought this was going to be like spy espionage. I thought this was going to be like, you know, Mission Impossible, but
1: all black. I, I agree with you entirely. I think yeah. that's what I was more expecting, too, it was, yeah, it's more spy-level shit, you know? Yeah. You know or, or I thought these people were at least working for the police.
0: Yeah, I thought <laughs> they were, like, government agents. Yeah.
1: For sure. I thought they were both
0: government
3: agents.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, when I was... In 2011, when this movie came out, like, yeah, I was, like, fucking 16. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I... I didn't give a fuck about trying to watch movies like this <laughs> yeah. this sophisticated, you know what I yeah. mean? So, I mean, I was more interested in trying to touch boobs or something (laughs) you know
1: (laughs) but i mean i my mom (laughs) i pressed the
0: wrong goddamn button
1: you're (laughs) trying you're trying you cared more about the girl with the dragon backpack right not the dragon tattoo that's weird (laughs) 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 no but my my mom and my sister
0: actually had seen this movie around when it came out and they loved it okay cool Um, so my mom was actually pretty happy that we were doing this movie because she really likes this movie but it was rough. This movie is a bit rough. I won't lie. Yeah, no, um, for sure. But overall,
1: I would probably say it's a good film. Yeah. I really would. Like, oh, absolutely. Uh, I, let's, we'll, we'll all walk away agreeing mm-hmm. that it is a good film. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think David Fincher, mm-hmm. you yes. know, is as shown at this point that he is iconic in the way that right. he makes films and the way that he can take just about any story and give it a level of intensity like take like the social network, you know. Yeah. But I mean this is an environment where he could take that intensity that he loves to put into his films and crank it to the highest of levels. You know, look at that those fucking intro credits. Holy shit, the fucking the weirdest cover of immigrant song ever and i wanted um, and so i mean apparently when the the artist who designed it was when given the assignment was told to just give ideas of what he thought elizabeth's nightmares were like oh shit and so that was what he came up he came up with 50 ideas and they put 25 of them into the into that final product and so that's what you know go back and watch it again with that in mind it's meant to be what she dreams of at Holy night shit. is what we're is, that's, so. that's
0: pretty cool because when I saw it the only thing I thought of was wow they're really doing like a 90s yeah. early 2000s intro yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I've made a point that I hate hard credits like yeah. that you know it's like weave some story into mm-hmm. what you're gonna put Presenting, into them but you know yeah. with that mindset you know of what you know knowing that after the fact it's like yeah. I kind of get that it definitely put me in a certain mood yeah. after I was had all these images thrown at me in such a way you know yeah. Was, yeah. yeah, you know, it's like, watching, made it was me miss the like Ragnarok. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, I want happy immigrant song
3: again. <laughs> um, it's reminiscent, well, it's predates, but it's also like the blood in the intro to the Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so Netflix series. Um, but no, I, I think David Fincher does a lot of hard credits in most of his films. I think uh, Seven has some oh, pretty yeah. iconic, like, intro credits. But this one felt, like you guys are saying, mm-hmm. extremely jarring. Especially because I actually have a very intimate relationship with the soundtrack to this movie. Mm-hmm. Without ever even seeing the movie, I've written plenty of things to this soundtrack. Well, to along alongside a lot of there's, other Trent Reznor yeah, soundtracks. I was, was going to say there's an incredible
1: right. amount of trivia around just the soundtrack to this movie. You know, the fact it, there's actually a bunch of tracks that aren't even in the movie on the oh, soundtrack to it really yeah there's they made just extra music because they, he was just having they were having so much fun creating this element yeah. that they you know this and groundbreaking style
3: that could be to also say that
1: it's it would have been used in sequel films do you know who trent Reznor is no nine inch nails yeah oh
3: <laughs> so yeah I'm, I'm a nine inch nails fan hell yeah
1: um i, I prefer about eight to seven inch nails <laughs> yeah. nine's a little too much for me but I I...
0: <laughs> like maybe like a centimeter off of your fingertip
1: is good I, I got drywall. My my walls are not real wood. They cannot handle <laughs> nine inch nails. Yeah.
0: Oh, you're talking I about think, like nails. I, I thought think, you meant like fingernails. I think that is
3: the length that they used to crucify Jesus. Mm-hmm. Is what I think it is. Absolutely. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> that, I think that's the legend though. Um, but no, I, that's I'm a legend. Boy, the legend <laughs> of nine
1: <inch> nails.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the legend oh of Trent Reznor. <laughs> that's the legend. But okay. I'm, I'm a big Trent Reznor fan. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, no, I mean. He no does no, brilliant scores yeah. across all of Fincher's films. He did. Absolutely. Soul mm-hmm. was half him. Oh, which, I loved it. Yeah. I love that dope. soundtrack. Um, the other half was John Baptiste, which is a brilliant jazz musician. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, this, this film felt like home for me because of the, the soundtrack already though. The intro song is on the soundtrack. It's sung by Karen O who is the singer of mm-hmm. the yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yes. Um, this is a song that is never included in any of my playlists because I can't write to music that has vocals in it. Oh, okay, because it throws you off. Yes. And so hearing this song in the intro immediately reminded me of those times where I forget that the song might be in one of my playlists <laughs> and it comes on while I'm writing, it oh. takes me out of the moment yeah. so yeah. hard, abruptly. And and it... Yeah.
1: <laughs> you think you'd see it coming like, no! <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
3: and it's just like, oh, fuck. I forgot about this. No, but yeah, this intro, it God reminds me care, of... No. Yeah, it reminds me of like... Um, american horror story or something Mm -hmm. the advertisements Mm -hmm. to this it it seems like it could be the same team Mm -hmm. that developed that kind of (laughs) (laughs) yes right um but yeah past the credits this movie is not at all about what i thought it was going to be about it's about journalists and then private investigators right and then on top of that our two main characters don't meet until the halfway point. Seventy of the film. minutes. Yeah. Seventy minutes. It takes so long.
0: <laughs> and it for the longest time it's just two completely separate stories that don't seem to have anything to do with each other at all. Yeah. Other than she investigated
1: him at one point. Right. To jump into it just right or a little bit right out the gate. I thought she was gonna be Harriet for a long time right was, at the beginning I thought it was going to be Harriet's yeah. daughter. Oh, see that would awesome. I yes. guess the age and really makes me I, I was having a hard time age placing. I watched the movie the first hour of the movie twice cuz I I went and restarted yeah. it again last mm. night and rewatched. Um and so, yeah, I was like ha- I, I was having or I was glad I restarted it because I was able to be like, oh, that's who these people are, because I listened mm-hmm. to Henrik mm-hmm. re explain who all the family members were in the yard right. a second right. time and that gave me a much better context out the gate of who I was seeing in each instance, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, so I thought exactly I thought she was just gonna be associated more in the story in that way, though. I thought she was gonna become part of the family and not so much part of the investigation, which right. I guess makes sense in the long term mm-hmm. of things. But so very early on I thought I was like picking holes writing the story you yeah. know <laughs> it, it makes
3: you want to feel like that maybe they were trying to line it up that way especially mm-hmm. for people who hadn't experienced the the books or the the previous films at all exactly um and so yeah it it's two co-aligning narratives each with their own focal character and they feel like they could be their own films right and it's a lot of fun kind of seeing how fincher kind of cuts them back to mm-hmm. each other and how a, a lot of the times they're even like parallel in weird ways Absolutely. you know like where one feels distress and then you see how the other one is feeling distress for completely different reasons you know it's so cool. Yeah. I uh, and then the, of course the world that it's building is is also very cool. And mm-hmm. it
1: keeps the tone of the movie perfectly consistent in a way mm-hmm. where we're always it keeps how you're feeling consistent. You're not jumping around and being like, oh, now I need to feel this way for this character. It's like exactly they're struggling, almost in, not. I'm not gonna say in similar levels, but they're struggling yeah. at the same time, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you really just, I mean, it just really builds on that pain for you as an audience. I had to pause this movie multiple times because yes i mean we've talked on some of it you know i i warned you about perfect blue for the same reasons i warned you about this movie you know what i mean like i the 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 elements like that in movies put a pit so deep in my stomach that i literally have to like take a moment because i can't even focus on what i'm seeing after the fact i mean it's like sensory overload for me that i'm literally like what the fuck are they even talking about anymore i'm so (laughs) i'm so fucking gone right now you know like so i literally had to pause this movie definitely Two to three times um, throughout it to really just take a moment from what I was seeing. It was really intense for me. You know? So with
0: yeah, this we'll movie, say that. as soon as I started watching it, I was like, "Oh fuck, it's just going." Yeah. So I, <laughs> I immediately I was like, "Look, Amber, I have to watch this movie." <laughs> so I, I'm gonna put my AirPods on. That's you putting your airpods yeah. in. That's actually how it sounded, yeah. <laughs> so I open my case, uh-huh. it, 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 yeah, it goes like that. Uh-huh. It's it's a random noise every time. Yeah. And then they no. fly up into my ears. Yeah, when they fly up, they go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. And then they land in my ears and they go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, nice. <laughs> you got it. So, that's <laughs> like how you know they're on. Yeah, that's how
1: I know they're on. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: oh, and then here, I want to
1: do one. Okay. The that's a sound check. That's that's actually yours. Yeah, I'm that's a demon. Yelling um,
0: <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I started paying attention, and I love the way they make it kind of hard at first. But you, they show you immediately that you have to pay attention to the movie because you—it's right you, in the middle you, of the action. Yeah, you don't yeah, even know absolutely. what the fuck is happening to Mikael for mm-hmm. the first like 15-20 minutes of the movie yeah, th- it's just picking it all you, up well, in context You gotta be listening to clues. TVs in the background Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just picking up all the context clues and everything and then you're like, oh he got sued by somebody for that he invest, Yeah, for libel. Yeah. For somebody he investigated against and it seems like he was set up. Pause know? for
1: Easter egg. The girl that he buys the cigarettes from in the shop was the daughter of the original actor that played Mikhail oh, in, in the Swedish film. That was his actual daughter. She happened to be working in a shop. They were shooting the scene and they are like oh we got to give her a scene then so she literally just sells them the cigarettes and stuff wow so that's boom. so cool easter egg over
0: go that's interesting what? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, no, that does pretty much it like yeah um, it, right off the bat it lets you know you better be fucking paying attention and yeah. so i can imagine um watching in theaters like if anything fucking happened i would have been upset i would have been like i need to pay attention <laughs> 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 like um so this is times where i i like to be at home and watching right. this kind of stuff. Because mm-hmm. then I could really uh, dive deep into it. And I like watching it on my phone specifically. So you don't have the phone as... as Yeah, a, as a distraction. I can't yes. use my phone as a distraction. And I... It's because it's on my phone, the smaller screen, I have to actually like look in and pay attention. Yeah, you know? I understand that. So I feel like I... Strangely enough, find more details and things like that in the movies when I watch
1: it. God, like see, that. I go I go full fucking theater mode when I'm watching yeah. shit. I'm fucking my soundbar turn up to fucking the loudest and just a, my you know fucking TV pitch black room and I just yep. invest myself in the fucking entertainment. I like it, and that's how I like it. That's why mm-hmm. I that's why I hate. I don't hate theater environments, but it's like I try to create that as much for myself because I love a theater environment. I just wish there wasn't anybody else chewing fucking popcorn to yes. away from me. You know, so yeah,
3: like I'm fine. Yeah, I wish movies didn't have to sell out so fucking hard, especially the ones that we have to see in the theaters, because those are the ones where you're for sure going to be sitting next to, directly next to somebody, you yeah. know? And but yeah, that's we, a,
1: we just need to move to like Wyoming where people <laughs> just don't give a shit about movies. Yeah. They're just too worried about fucking keeping their horses alive in the winter. You know, like they don't give a shit about Spider-Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. Do,
0: <laughs> Do you
3: their think
0: they have theaters there? Uh, they might yeah, no sure. it's like a law <laughs> right? you gotta protect your horse before yeah. you can play a movie no movies True. are for witches you
1: know <laughs> oh goodness not bashing on anybody in wyoming anyway (laughs)
0: the girl with the dragon tattoo is pretty cool yes at first i didn't like her hair but (laughs) it grew on me it really did
3: yeah so this is the second film where we've watched where uh the character has bleached eyebrows Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) yes and rooney mara also got all those piercings for real nipples and everything she got everything pierced to be authentic for the movie which was like dang go Rooney Mara for that dedication in the Holy film. Holy shit. You know, so, Damn. Uh, I did
3: not think that those were actually her nipples. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. <laughs>
1: Why would sure. they not be her
3: nipples? I,
0: well, because whenever Sometimes she just, puts some other people's nipples yeah. on her Sometimes nipples. Sometimes
3: in, in movies, whenever they go topless, it's literally one of those pasties mm-hmm, that has yeah. a fake nipple on it. So I thought no, that's for sh- sure. Hold on. I have like a weird bubble in my
2: throat. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: I understand weird <laughs> throat bubbles. Ghost? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I just thought that it was like a, you know, one of those fake nibbles that already has a piercing in it. So, you know, you know, those, you've seen those before. The real deal. Okay. Well, anyways, um, yeah. So two parallel lines this whole time right? for the first 70 minutes, it doesn't seem like there's any real connection other than in order to hire Mikhail fucking, uh, what uh, frond mm-hmm. is the one that hires the investigation mm-hmm. on mikhail for this new thing that he's going to be abducted into basically right which is uh the whole family yeah. and their riches and the mystery from the 60s which is another plot line in this movie that i was never
0: i hadn't i didn't see it coming i i Absolutely. liked it a lot i yeah i thought it was Fucking awesome as shit that that's essentially the plot of the movie. Be like, hey, solve
1: this 40 year old murder. Let's go. And it's like, where did that come from? Like to a journalist.
3: (laughs) But I guess it's because Henrik, who's played by Christopher Plummer, this Mm -hmm. is the second movie we're watching that has both Daniel Craig and Christopher Plummer in it because Knives Out, holy shit, another mystery. Um, It's Henrik must know that because what Mikael has published in the Millennium magazine about fucking Wernestrom mm-hmm. they, he must know that he's a good you know detective a good journalist that knows what leads to follow mm-hmm. in order to get to where he is because Henrik has dirt on Winterstorm Winterstrom,
1: that he then barters to that's the whole yeah, turning the, of this the, the writing is so great in the yes, sense of it's how it's rock solid yeah on how exactly he would be like oh this guy's going after my enemy he must recognize terrible people yeah and and so he and but it's also great in the fact that it's like now that's how Elizabeth is going to learn that he's also a good person you know yeah. so it's like organically a way that without them ever having met each other you know their first instance he can be like you know more about me than fucking anybody else on this planet and yeah. she, she would already have that level of empathy for him because she yeah. knows his life to such an intense level you know i think that's i mean that's exactly it it creates a level of pacing that's like insane in a way for a movie that is three hours long, it it also does a great job of making things happen really quickly when it needs to. You know, we didn't have to spend Three, four scenes of them like getting to fucking know each other and trust each other. The trust was there from the moment he banged on the door and said his name. You know, like he and you saw it with her. She fucking opened the door for a man after everything she'd been through up until that point in the movie. You know, (laughs)
0: like well, I mean, she had her taser handy, but like she was. But that's the thing. Like she had her taser handy, handy. But as soon as he sat down and was like, "You don't have to worry about that," she trusted him enough to be like, "Okay, you're right," and she put it down.
1: She's like, "Your track record." makes me
3: believe that yeah you are a trustworthy person the words you are saying are true fucking Mm -hmm.
1: phenomenal writing dude this movie fucking rocks Mm -hmm. socks man i fucking love this shit shut the hell up but from everything that i kind of saw the original these the the movies aren't too far off from each other from some very maybe like minute minute differences and like you know the way certain things were approached besides that the storylines fall exactly the same to what the novel even almost truly tells i think the novel just goes a a little bit more intimately into each family member we get more on the elderly ones that we really only got that one racist kind of weird scene with or whatever you know beyond that um yeah it just builds on some of those other characters we didn't get so much in the movie but besides that yeah i think like those beats are all tr- truly pulled from the page. And I think that's the best kind of writing the show that it came from a truly organic source of like, you know, yeah uh, you know, cause the best writers are the ones who put it on paper first, right? <laughs> <laughs>
3: I, I can imagine. <laughs> um, so, so the girl with the dragon tattoo 2011, mm-hmm. is it in line with the girl with the dragon tattoo tw- 2009 nine? Mm-hmm. or is it, also, lining up some of the events from the other movies.
1: Um, Is it just the one movie? So, from my even understanding, that the, 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 the uh-huh. well, they all, they, cause once again, those three movies came out in the same year. So, I think they were all shot. Right after Simultaneously, yeah. like all at right. the same time, even, you know, and then they yeah. just chopped it into the pieces that they needed. Um, but I think the 2011 version is actually more honest to the ending of the novel. I think they oh. changed it up a little bit. For the, uh, uh, for for the, the Swedish s- For the Swedish films, just a hair. But um, yeah, in the novel, it ends in the same way where, you know, she the gift is being thrown away and they part ways. But I feel like David Fincher obviously had every intention of making the next film, and that's why he left it in such the way that yeah. he did. So it's kind of... It's, I mean, it's not. I'm not. I mean, it is a bummer to not know that we're gonna potentially get those future films, um, but you can just go watch the Swedish ones and still get that yeah. continued story. Because right. once again, I I watched like a video that was like 20 minutes of the footage put side by oh. side, and I mean, they ran. It was the whole movie, it like you know, mirrors. very in tandem with each yeah. other for for the most part. Yeah, so I would be very intrigued to see what major differences people would pull from them. You know, so. What I thought was interesting also is that they have identical ratings on IMDb. And oh. that's silly, but they're both seven point eights on IMDb. And for what that's worth, I mean, this movie was not well received, you know. Really? Is for the pretty much the running understanding, yeah, is that it didn't do well in theaters and oh, uh, I believe you know, that. Like
0: whoa. I mean the first half of the film is very rough. Yeah, and not like, it, it wasn't not like like bad, yeah. It's just and it did rough win. Events, it yeah. did win
1: some awards and stuff, but yeah, it was like kind of not as critically praised as it should or could have been during the time that it was kind of coming out. So,
3: I think once again, like I, it, I know I was fucking just graduating high Mm -hmm. school in 2011. Yeah, exactly.
1: We were we had other shit on our minds in 2011.
3: But like Mm -hmm. just seeing it with all the other mud, Mm -hmm. not not saying that those films are mud, but it just all looked like dark espionage shit. It It, it
1: came in third in the box office the year it came out. And you know what two movies beat it? I have a fun fact. This was one of my favorite fun facts about this. The two movies that beat it were Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol. Of course. And Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows. Jesus Christ. But here's the even funner fact. Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol starred Michael Nykvist, who originally played Michael in the original oh. film, and Game of Shadows starred Numi Rapace, who originally oh. played Lisbeth in the original <laughs> Swedish <laughs> versions. So they both starred in movies that beat the remake of their movies. <laughs> That's <laughs> the, incredible. The weekend it came That's out. Crazy. <laughs> That's so badass. They were like, man. we can't let it fucking win. We both got to <laughs> fucking kick its ass in our movies. <laughs>
3: Who I wonder if she played
1: opposite fucking I'm Jude sure, Law or yeah. Robert Downey. I'm sure she had to be opposing Robert Downey. Yeah. That's crazy. Hmm. So and then because I think the villains in that movie are Swedish or like yeah or something like that. Yeah, because I remember Ghost Protocol, and I definitely believe that.
0: Yeah, 100. Um, but that just goes to what you were saying though that those are the top three films. Yeah, yeah. All right? Mission Spy, Impossible and they all seem strong, mystery, scary, yeah. dark
3: kind of aura around exactly. Them. Yeah, and so The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, I was already not... I didn't in- see any of those movies, yeah. by the way. Yeah. I saw Gross, Ghost Protocol. It was, uh, it
1: was really, pretty good. I'm... Yeah, <laughs> uh,
3: But no, I it, this one just fell under the radar. I knew its existence and I knew its bad name. is Because literally, I don't like that title. Mm-hmm. The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Who gives a would, shit? Would
1: you have seen a movie called Men Who Hate Women? Maybe. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. like there was more of an instant conversation there, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm.
3: I feel like it. It's not. It, it. That is kind of what this movie is definitely but, about. But it's not so blatant. It's not like I
1: hate you. Yeah. You know, they never really say that. They're just not going around punching women. You know,
0: <laughs> my my thing is like, I would definitely watch a movie called "Men Who Hate Women." Right. But nowadays. Yeah. In 2011, yeah. you can't make a fucking film called "Men Who <laughs> Hate Women. Women." I don't think it tracks well enough with like society. Yeah, you know, the I girl agree. with a dragon tattoo, like y'all were saying before, it's easier to present to I agree. A, the community and be like, "This
1: is a film you might be able to take people to," like you know, so. I agree. I think yeah, post Trump we're all willing to admit some men hate women, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> So
0: like well, I just mean like with the way society is nowadays, yeah. um it's... like with the Me Too movement and stuff like that, this would actually be a film that would probably like do well. Do well. I, I mean, I yeah, actually honestly. believe that.
1: I mean, I think it they would it yeah. could have had a potentially greater impact, you know, now than yes. it did before. So
3: Yeah. Uh, let's take a quick break and then when we come back we'll finish talking about uh men who hate women.
1: Alright. Break me off a piece of that dragon tattoo.
3: <laughs> hey and we're back. Um welcome back. Uh come come right in.
1: Hello. Oh, no, don't say that.
3: come, come right in here right. and let me lead you to the bedroom. Oh gosh. <laughs> that was the worst thing you could have ever said to me. Uh, so uh, come on uh, come on back. <sighs>
1: Stop it. <laughs>
3: I'm a bad guy.
1: You are the bad guy.
3: Yeah. Um, what hey, were you going to say? Billie Eilish. That was tough. That was insane. That was like, I was kind of blown away.
0: Like it. Honestly, watching it pissed me off. It, like it, it really made mm-hmm. me mad. Uh, but only because I'm an empath. <laughs> but no, I just really feel for her. You Go, know? Get to the mic. Sorry. But, I just really feel for her. Yeah. And I, it just made me really upset. No, seen yeah. It. Um, that I was like, oh, she should kill him. I hope she kills him. <laughs> and then we see what else she does to him instead, mm-hmm. which I think is like so much worse. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, exactly. I mean, it's like in the long run but of the I movie, mean, the vengeance pays off in such a beautiful way for yes. us but to still have to sit through that's just it when i had talked to you i had i thought i had seen the rape scene and i hadn't seen the rape scene yet i had seen mm. the the baby rape scene to versus what the true rape scene in yeah. this movie is and so i mean but i already talked about how shook this movie yeah. had me after each of these instances and literally had made me have to once again put it on pause and be like fuck you know because i mean david Flincher has a way of like not Holding back. I mean David unflinching. <laughs> Unflincher. Um, but I mean it's and has a way of really just, you know, kind of rubbing your face in it in a mm-hmm. way that like, you know, is just exactly it makes made me sick, literally to my stomach. And um but it it's it's a powerful way to make films, you know, and it gets the point across in a way that's probably done better than most, you know. So it's one of those that like I avoid stuff like that because it exactly, it's just so hard for me to get through it in a way. But, um, I do, you know, I understand why it's powerful to not pull those punches, you know what yes. I mean? And to really yeah. get through these scenes and, you know, and to do it in a way that is powerful and respectful. And, you know, and everybody does just a too good of a job at what they're doing when they're making it, you know? So, yeah. um, beyond all of that, it, the storytelling just really escalates from there because it not only shows the power of the film, but the power of the characters we're seeing go through these struggles. You know what I mean? And it's just in it. And it sucks because, you know, we see her walk away from this and it, in a big way for me, it feels like it's for her. It's like, well, this is just another step in the road, you know, like this isn't, this is not something that's unfamiliar to her in a huge way, you know? So I think that's what was even the most powerful is like, it's like she brushes it off in such a way that it's like, this is just, you know, I've been through this Mm -hmm. before, you know?
3: Um, yeah, no, it's, it's unbelievable that this scene happens in this movie because you could cut out the fact that she's a ward, that she is adopted, that she has, uh, you know, a, a a parental figure that, that now she has to maintain his finances, you know, mm-hmm. you could cut out all of that and you get rid out, of like, all 20 of...
0: minutes of the film. Yeah, no, you yeah. could,
3: mm-hmm. you definitely could. And there's validity to that argument, too. I believe there could be a, a a new cut to this film that cuts all that out and and is now presented to, you know, rape survivors that will be able to watch this film and not feel horrors mm-hmm. again, you know? Mm-hmm. But there is the also inevitable, horrible human truth that this fucking shit can and does happen.
0: Yeah, no, you know? exactly. And that, that goes to... The point Kenny was saying, about well, David Fincher just shoving it in your face and letting you know, like, hey, it's not the prettiest way to tell a story. But right. this is this is kind of he's making it realistic because <laughs> this is this how the world fucking is sometimes, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. And, and he, real quick, he never allows it to look
3: sexy. Yeah. He never yeah, allows exactly. it to look like a sex scene. Because it's grotesque. Because we yeah. do get sex scenes. David Fincher loves sex scenes. Yeah, absolutely. Later There's, we get.
1: There was way more sex in this movie than I expected, considering the in, the yeah. horrific the intro sex to... we get. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, but then, I, I was I was really happy with what she did to him. I was too. It's almost it's, like no, honestly, it's it's almost like
3: the fantasies you wish. Funny enough, David yeah. Fincher
1: held back. Really? And there's more words on his chest in the book. And the book had the most words. The Swedish version took one word away, and then David Fincher took even another word away. So he put the fewest words on the man's chest wow. out of anyone. But that's, I would hardly call that holding back it, so much as just making it more of like what a, a person would probably write.
0: Yeah, because it, it says... Um, I'm a rapist. I'm a rapist pig. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah I think it, the I couldn't tell you the full book one, but the Swedish version was I'm a sadistic and rapist, ra- sadistic rapist pig. You know, it just has like an extra adjective yeah. thrown in there.
0: Fucking I, uh, when, when Daniel Craig first meets her at her house. She's wearing a shirt, and I really want that shirt. It oh. says, fuck you, you fucking fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I actually found one online for like 20 bucks, but I think I'm going to have my mom try to make me watch. Yeah, for sure. There you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah for sure, DIY, for sure. bro. Yeah. It's <laughs> the that DIY
1: era. The yeah, Hers bro. is
3: probably DIY as well. <laughs> I'm going to
0: fucking call my mama. Speaking of which, she
3: hasn't called these past two episodes. I know.
1: Where is she at? I know. Where is she? Is she okay? I
0: know. I told her to call.
1: <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm recording. She's like, yeah. oh, I'm in the bil- like in the- Not earlier today, but I, re- I yeah. was like, yeah. I told her when we recorded. She's too. like, I'm in the middle of getting a tattoo. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. a dragon on my back. <laughs> so
0: that's actually, for this has nothing to do with the girl with the dragon tattoo. <laughs> but oh, Okay, I'm glad you're bringing it up. Yeah, my mom was at a bar. Okay, yeah, It's a mom story, so, uh, it, so it's far it's as okay. everything tracks. to do with the girl with the dragon yeah. tattoo. My mo- she does not have a dragon <laughs> tattoo yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my mom was at a bar, uh-huh. and she had a, one of those beer fucking boots buckets the beer buckets yeah yeah, yeah. and it was said modello and it's like ufc Mm -hmm. decorated and And she stole it for you yeah she stole it for me cheesecake cheesecake (gasps) so i asked her for it Uh i was like for the audience cheesecake i was like i I want one (laughs) really bad and so i um I looked it up online. They're like 30 bucks. Of Of course they are. And my mom was like, no, I'll just steal this one. And I was like, you wouldn't. I was like, do it. You wouldn't. And she put, hold my beer. And then like, I thought it was just a joke, right? Uh 20 minutes later, she FaceTimes me. And I'm like, why is my mom FaceTiming me? And sorry open it and she's like look what
1: i got she's like i beat the waitress (laughs) to death and i took it
0: (laughs) i was like what the hell she was like anything for my baby because i'm the favorite okay yeah so
3: i thought isaac was the favorite
0: no he's the baby oh there's a difference (laughs) so she'd do anything for him not you no she just has to take care of him the most but if I need anything and I ask for it, it gets done. Mm. No questions asked.
1: You should just start calling him Oscar Isaac all the time and see how much it upsets him. <laughs> like, what's a Oscar Isaac? Be like, That's not my name. So I'm gonna go get a dragon tattoo.
3: Um. Anyway, girl with a dragon tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I. This movie's fucking dope, and I love when the fucking two stories finally collide. collide. Yeah. And it's in the perfect way where it's like you know. Mikael goes to Frond because, oh, Henrik has had a stroke or something like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, Frond, his like right hand or whatever. He's his lawyer. Lawyer, right. He asks him like, how did you learn about me? And it's like, this investigation, you know, company. Yeah. And so, of course, Mikael goes out of his way to try and look up the girl before (laughs) he has to go to the the investigation company. Um, And he can't find anything. Mm -hmm. And it's because she's governmentally protected. Well, and
1: you think she probably herself has, like, made herself as invisible as possible to the world, you know? But she is
3: also protected by the government because she is in foster care, Mm -hmm. essentially. Because she's 23 and she cannot legally take care of herself because she has been proven incompetent through i think insanity yeah i mean
1: it's kind of like a britney spears situation in a crazy way where it's like they don't believe she's competent enough to handle her own finances and stuff because of the her pedigree of violence and drug use and it
0: all stems she talks about it at one point but it all stems from when she tried to kill her father she burned him alive yeah um she said she got eighty percent of him, but he still survived. And
1: <laughs> that twenty percent just couldn't, um, couldn't be killed. Yeah. And
0: I can imagine that he probably like raped her or, or something. Yeah, sexually it must have been abused something. her of some sort. Mm-hmm. I believe there's and a long so, monologue
1: in the novel where she basically confesses to Mikhail, like, essentially exactly right. that. So
0: yeah. Um. So, but I, I love the way they talk about it mm-hmm. in the movie. Like they do. Well, just in the story in general. Like they they do a good job of giving you. What you need to know without giving you anything. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. No, I
3: know it's perfect because while she is a victim, she is also just as well of as a, as an as the investigator as Daniel Craig's character, Mikael. Right. And while Mikael is a man, he will never feel and and know the tortures, and so his experiences with this is through the the journey that he's going on, trying to uncover this forty year old murder of. Uh, what is her name? Harriet. Harriet,
1: Harriet. right. Yeah. Uh, and to talk on that a little bit, I feel like the murder mystery was a little bit the weakest link of really? this movie for me. And it's simply because I just thought it was kind of crazy to base all of this research on the fact that she was dead when there was essentially no evidence of her actually being, being dead. dead. Yeah. You know, yeah, that just, just disappeared. Yeah. I mean, she just vanished, you know. So there's like a million other options to what could have gone on in that situation. But he was like, not dead. Well, I dead mean, boats are there dead yeah and it's like i mean i i get the idea of being able to hide a body but at the same time it's like i you think after 40 years he would have researched beyond that but like maybe somehow she did you know like maybe some way she got off the island and then when we because you know when we get the reveal it's a very perfectly reasonable way that it happens you know so it's like (laughs) um sorry go ahead i don't remember oh
3: my fucking I, my confusion with all of this the, the oh, resolution
0: oh go ahead you do your thing um no i i actually really enjoyed the whole murder mystery aspect of it I Loved it. um I, it's not that i but, hated oh. it
1: it just felt like oh the weakest link of the movie as oh. far as there was such amazing storytelling coming from every direction and then it was like can you solve my yeah <laughs> my grandnephew's murder that i barely even figured out in the last 40 years it's actually what kind of drew me into the movie more than
0: anything you know when the knives were out you know. yeah exactly <laughs> um but honestly i knew who who the the killer, killer. at least in quotes who the bad guy just, would be yeah and exactly. so in the end, y- it was in film well, the, you know what I, I saw him and i was
1: like that that guy has a killer a murder face <laughs> well he's I, a bad guy in every yeah. movie <laughs> i blame his face i blame it on like cat for me it's like when you ha- like the fact that for me, uh, Stellan Skasgard is like such a recognizable face now. I'm like, he's the only other really big face in this movie, he's got to be the killer. You know, I right. know that sounds silly, but I was like, he has to, you know, he has to be the one of the most relevant people in the storyline because he's one of the most relevant faces I'm looking at, you know. Yeah. So he's they cast big in very specific areas, and I think that was a one of a little bit of a weakness for the movie, so uh,
3: in that way, the murder mystery. It, it is Mikael's fault because he didn't ask the main question at the top, which is what you were saying, which is, how do you know she's dead? And so that was what I was thinking about the whole time. And so while he was just trying to uncover all the he was he was just basically gathering all the clues before he even asked the yeah. question. And I think that's fine. But. I you like you guys thought Martin was something was fishy with him, mm-hmm. Sc- Stellan Skarsgård's Scar, character. But also, I didn't actually believe that Harriet was dead either. You know, and so it's just like there was no who done it to be had. I just wanted to know what the resolution was going to be at all. Yeah, right. why
1: have these events happened? Yeah. You know, why did she disappear? Yeah. yeah,
3: and when it comes all down to it, it it, it I think it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It like all makes sense. It all clicks together. It's it's traumatized children, one running away, one being so traumatized that he feels like he has to assume the father's role. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's just it just it all fit so well for me. And it was also the same theme that we had already seen happen to Elizabeth over and over again previously. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it it just it felt like accidental coal lining plots
1: that we're always going to intertangled n- no matter what. Once, yeah, I really think I got more invested into the mystery part of it once it became greater than Harriet's murder. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Once there was like obviously something even grander going on, and and once again, once Elizabeth became because once she's there, she lays out a whole list of murders you know so it Mm. becomes so uneven about harry i like the way she
0: does it too you see her like you see her do some like basic code like if this shows up then this then do this and Mm -hmm. then stuff like that yeah and it just shows like a little bit of insight to what she's actually doing and she has a computer compile it all for her
1: yeah and so no I think that all that you know that's where I really got invested into more of the like okay like the not so much the who done it but like what is going on r- yeah. with all of these characters you know who's shooting at him you know and like why
3: <laughs> cuz that could have been anybody it yeah. could have been frond it could have been the the old nazi it could have been cecilia you know the which yeah. was the angry uh, sister. sister or cousin Yeah, cuz Cous- whatever yeah <laughs> um no yeah it, it it's I, th- I really liked it. and I was worried that Henrik was going to be somehow behind.
1: more behind it than And he was. I th-
3: there was a time where I thought Henrik was in league with Wernerstrom, and mm. he was gonna take it in even like sadistic like further step, which is like, I'm going to kill the guy who tried to do libel. Mm-hmm for my guy i'll bring him in yeah, yeah i will trap him on this was, island and
1: play games with i him. feel like there was a lot of kind of red herrings like placed in that kind of way to make mm-hmm. us feel like we wouldn't know where to go because even like we meet gonard who is like the the groundskeeper we mm-hmm. meet him when he brings all the boxes in and then when they're talking about everybody he's like he was 19 years old when she do- disappeared now you know right there it's like okay was that meant to be placed there so that later on it's like oh he was yeah. he was there back then yeah. you know but then that he never comes up again no. he literally never comes back up it, in the story ever I think again he was
3: working on a window and the cat got in yeah
1: <laughs> like that's it like <laughs> and so like so there's a lot i feel like they you know, indoors kind of in david fincher placed in the movie to com- try to mislead us as best as he could from you know because i feel yeah. like if without those things it would have been a little bit easier to kind of like hammer together yeah, for definitely. us as an audience sooner you know
2: yeah
3: it's just there's so many things going on all the time in every direction that it 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 works regardless, you know? And I'm glad they didn't make the mystery harder than it was because there was already so much information to, to take in on every angle, whether mm-hmm. it was his libel and him not being able to come back to work, whether it was Elizabeth and all her miscellaneous shit, her dealing with that guy his name is like vomit or something like <laughs> oh yeah his name's plague but I want to play the joke that which, which guy the disease the, you know the, he had the like the scruffy
1: beard and he the was
3: one. he was wearing a nine inch nails yeah, shirt he he was. The, in, whenever she the one that visit. gives her
1: the technology that you I I don't give out welfare you know and she oh. he gives it to her anyway we see him helping on later on he's like yeah. passed out I, on yeah i training. know you're talking about yeah, yeah. um <laughs> i love plaque.
0: yeah i love the way she does that too because she gives him the money like you said he said he says we don't give out welfare and she's like okay well then give me my money back and he's like fuck you and like he's like whatever take
1: it you know <laughs> i just wouldn't help her again after that i'd be like no i'm busy you know sorry I love that she also has a photographic memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously. Yeah,
3: my boss is afraid of people that have photographic memories. Really? Yeah.
1: Yeah, because they then you wouldn't need copiers anymore. <laughs> You're gonna make them obsolete. You know? They are the copy. Yeah.
0: How do you take pictures <laughs> with yeah. your uh, with your mind? It's like you N- blink.
1: It's like an NFT, right? I'm that trying. That's what an NFT is. What's a NFT? Basically, what's an NFT? No,
0: <laughs> an NFT is a pyramid scheme. Yeah,
1: I, exactly.
0: Dude, is all cryptocurrency just scam shit? Mainly NFTs. I mean, cryptocurrencies. Yeah, it's, like aren't they, are, are they like million scam? dollar dick pics or something? But <laughs> Justin it's, Bieber it's bought just like it's not tangible money. But I mean, technically neither is money. Money's yeah. not real. Yeah, it's no. just fucking pieces of paper. Yeah, in so, your I bank mean, account. Isn't real, like Justin, exactly. So yeah. I mean, it's this, it's the same thing. Yeah, just like Justin Bieber.
1: Didn't he like buy uh, his own <laughs> a picture of his own penis for like three million dollars or something? Uh, did Is he? that
3: real? <laughs> Oh no! Is that real?
1: I don't think it was his own penis, but people <laughs> were getting mad that he like paid way too much for like an NFT that wasn't worth the value that he paid for it. Well, because basically,
3: <laughs> it's, it's a way to launder money. <laughs>
0: basically, like if somebody creates an NFT uh-huh. and then they they can buy it from themselves, right? Uh-huh. So, say I make an NFT and I am like, okay, I am gonna buy it from myself for two million dollars. So, uh-huh. money doesn't go anywhere. I still have two million dollars, but now I have an NFT. That has uh, a trade history of two million dollars. So now it's technically worth like two million dollars. Right. So I can sell it for like twenty thousand or two hundred thousand dollars. And you and, make money. Yeah, and somebody's like, Oh, I'm getting a huge discount, I'm getting like ninety percent discount. But they're you know, they're buying a picture
1: of Justin Bieber's penis. All right. Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm trademarking it right now. We make the first NFT trading app called Nifty. Oh my god. It's pretty good. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Like NFT only trading? Yeah, exactly.
3: Um, this movie's dope. I love this movie. Uh, Christopher Plummer finally shows up at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's before, or that's after, uh, we see all the shit hit the fan. And they finally put it all together that Harriet must have run away or mm-hmm. is, has run away because she had spotted her brother, Martin, across the street. Mm-hmm. And she was trying to get away from him. Martin um, seemed like the good guy throughout the movie, but he—that's another thing about Stellan Skarsgård's acting—is he's so fucking good that it, I wanted to root for him the whole time.
0: I was like, please don't make him. Yeah, it the, the
1: problem is, is he's a menacing even when he's a good
0: guy. Well, exactly. <laughs> and and honestly, because uh, you said that she ran away when she saw him mm-hmm. there, but like that was kind of just a plan, like that made her want to run away because she he, she was like, oh, he's back, right? But. Um, they fucking Daniel Craig didn't know that she ran away until after he was confronted by Martin because Martin said like, Oh, who killed her? You found out who killed her. Yeah. And he was like, wasn't it you? And then that's when, Hey, that's just that's that's it. Right, Everybody was so in this like, yeah.
1: insane illusion. She was just dead, and that's, yeah. like, it's like everyone just believed that from like, I, the get go.
0: I think that's why Daniel Craig thought she was dead. Yeah, because like nobody doubted it. Because yeah, because I mean it's confirmation bias. It's like you you my so family many sucks. People, someone killed her. <laughs> yeah, you have so many people, especially people that were around that are like, no, she's definitely dead. That why not think that she's dead? You know what I mean? It's so weird. It there's.
3: There's another aspect that we're, we're inching, inching closer, closer mm-hmm. that I'm very confused by.
1: Or that there's something you can kind of poke a hole in a little bit? There. Not poke
3: a hole, but it just doesn't make well, sense to
1: me. But we're getting there. What was the dad's name? I mean, that's what I'm blanking on. The, oh, the oh. You're like, not Godard. I don't know why that, that's that. Like Gottfried. God, God, is that what it was? It was God. Gottfried.
0: That still doesn't feel right. It
1: was Gilbert Gottfried. It was, it was Gilbert Gottfried. G G-O-T O T Fried. Who could do <laughs> the something best like Gilbert Gottfried impression here? Because it's not uh, me.
3: Hold on, hold on.
2: Jafar, <laughs> I'm
0: just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> awful, <laughs> but I'm surprised that Henrik thought that Harriet was dead. I know, yeah, because yeah. because like again, they never found a body and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But um, he was still every year on his birthday, All he was still getting you. those things, okay. and it's like. Why would somebody be torturing you for That's, 40 fucking years? That doesn't yeah. make sense. Obviously, she's still alive and sending you stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, but, is that what you were going to get? Because that was a no. oh, okay.
3: I loved that. I loved that aspect. Where I it, was wish... like
0: some, it felt like someone taunting. But then, of
3: course, whenever you see it from the other side, it's like, no, this is someone being sentimental to the way yeah. we it's,
0: were. It's like to the one po- person it's like she liked in the family.
1: Yeah, it's like sending a postcard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But she just actually send a postcard and be like, hey, by the way, the guy running your company is the worst fucking human possible.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> But (laughs) just so you know, but it was like that was supposed to be her message to him. Essentially, like, hey, I'm still alive and safe. (laughs) Hey, I'm still alive and safe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
3: Um, No, I know. Yeah. And it's it's weird that everyone was. It must have been also. Well, he said
1: he didn't tell anybody about those. Right. So, and oh, that's except true. for he oh. said the police, and then yeah. obviously yeah, Freud, his lawyer, yeah. knew. But then, like, if you know, it was like a handful of people he'd shown those to that they had been continuing to come. So even for that more reason, it's like if not a lot of people knew about him, why would someone be sending him to you? Mm-hmm. What they should have done was
3: say that two two girls had already died in their family <laughs> beforehand. Like, when I was young, my mm-hmm. sister was killed, and then our cousin was killed, like, t- several years later or something mm-hmm. like that. That way, it was it's felt like a conspiracy that there was real murder, and that that's where, like, Harriet had gone, you know yeah, what I mean? Because yeah, because the
0: previous investigator had only gone as far as finding the names and thinking that they were people, other people, because mm-hmm. he thought they were phone numbers. He, they never
1: went as far as to even really realize that there was
0: all these other murders that were happening. If I
1: was that. to consume this content again, I think I would really just want to read the novel because I have to believe it maybe hammers these finer details mm-hmm. out better than most, I mean, sometimes where movies lose, you know, have too much to get done to right. g- get those right. nuances, you know. So I want to believe maybe there's subtler nuances that make those make more sense, you know, so.
3: So it's revealed that Harriet hadn't died. She was She was living in London and Mm -hmm. she was living as her cousin, Anita. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is the confusing part to me.
0: And Anita had died. Right. Yeah. This is the confusing
3: part to me where everyone just left Anita alone because she had renounced the family long ago. She hated
1: everybody. And everyone just knew that. And they kind of understood why because Harriet probably just died and she was like, deuces. Yeah. Yeah.
3: (laughs) And they all hated each other already. So the communication was very... like. gone yeah Yeah. right um but anita dies in london and it somehow never brought back to them here in 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 uh i i guess sweden
0: Mm -hmm. um how How? (laughs) because what i'm imagining is that when they when she left Mm -hmm. she probably left um the other anita harriet Mm -hmm. as her like sole successor of anything you know so was so she just she would like get, living
3: in the guest bedroom off of them
0: well no i just mean like she would get the she'd be the first like that's her emergency contact right they're not going to contact the rest of the family cuz they already contacted somebody of the family and expect her to tell them so do you think there thing. was two anitas with the same last name well no, actually one was married name. yeah so the original anita the uh, the cousin she left after harriet sense. so harriet left um, and then the actual Nita, Nita got married mm-hmm. and had him take her and right. kind of act like that was her. Yeah. So then
3: So then they reconvened at some other point, got mm-hmm. in a car accident, and then she just continued to live in London.
0: I can imagine they all lived together, you know. Yeah. And then Harriet was just thought, I'm I'm the wife, you know, in yeah. public places.
1: Yeah. No, you're fine. Um, no, exactly. I think that's exactly kind of probably how it all went down. And yeah, she get you know, it's that's it's so interesting to me that the husband was just like, yeah, I love my wife, so I guess I'll just live with her cousin yeah. for a little while, even though she's 16 years old. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like, that's mean, cool. I I'd, I'd do it. Yeah, I do it too. Honestly, but, <laughs> um, like especially if I knew the, the circumstances, up circumstances. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Definitely. But I would be worried to leave my wife behind. Honestly, yeah, at the same too. time, you know.
3: Yeah, no, it's it's all a fucked situation, but it's like what other plans can we cook up, you yeah. know? And if it's no, already exactly. in motion, we don't have cell phones. Like what do we do? Once yeah, we even found true. out what
1: happened to Harriet, I liked all of those elements. It's just, once again, it's just the insane belief that everyone was just like, Oh, she dead, She dead, No, ev-, you know, the, like, they could have literally like cut her wrist and left like blood splattered somewhere, like in her room or something, mm-hmm. and just left evidence that made it even seem more yeah. murderous, you know, and been like and then she just walk away with like a scar on her arm or something, and it was just the cost of making it seem like she had definitely been murdered. Right. And for me, that right there is like then there would be no doubts. You know what I mean? But the fact that she's just poof, smoke in the air is like I would have to believe someone would be like, she alive somewhere, you know? Yeah. And that girl run done away. That's such a good
3: plot idea for like a modern day mystery. Yeah. Is cut your wrist. Like people scheming together. Uh, someone so,
0: also yeah. medical. Have like, you seen Gone Girl? I was gonna say
3: so Gone Girl. <laughs> well David Fincher. By David Fincher. Mm-hmm. So but no like cut your wrist. Show that like the blood is there. Show how the blood had been shot out of your body mm-hmm. and what kind of vein would to be able to do that. Have someone who can medically attend it right then and there and then leave and leave is that what happens in gone girl i've seen no. gone girl but i don't think that's exactly what no, she, she, she just she... puts her
1: blood all over the house and then cleans it up yeah. herself so that that's when they right. go in yeah. there's like obviously blood splatter everywhere mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. david God. fincher loves this shit yeah he freaking he also loves up. fucked up sex because <laughs> yeah. gone girl yeah. has a scene with neil patrick harris mm-hmm. i won't repeat it
0: and then are of you course- saying neil patrick harris has fucked up sex in Gone Girl, he goes <laughs> okay, fair uh, and it's not Just up in to general. him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and then uh, also in Seven, there's some pretty fucked up sex as well. That's also mm-hmm. true. I wonder if there's fucked up sex in uh, uh the social network. One. Probably. I've yeah. never
0: seen it, but I can't. Well, imagine. this movie has some fucked up sex. <laughs> this movie does have some. Fucked I mean, up I, sex. I would not even call it sex. Yeah. Um, yeah. True. But this this was uh this was really intense. I I. We didn't really talk much about um, the part where where fucking Martin takes Mikael into his basement, though. Yeah, I know.
3: It's fucked up. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, one thing that surprised me is I didn't expect the relationship from Lisbeth and Mikael. That was a genuine surprise to me. I didn't realize they were going to build a romantic relationship between each other. So I think that i mean honestly raises the stakes even greater to that for the, that final encounter right. where it's like she's rushing to save what is becoming like her in genuine love interest you know and, and she so- just
3: stalks the fuck out of him
1: <laughs> all year yeah, long yeah, mm. just before exactly so she
3: knows him intimately mm-hmm. so i thought that Does was like perform cunnilingus enough yeah
1: <laughs> yeah
0: in her opinion yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: she'll change that right <laughs> um but no i so i was quite surprised by that plot point that they actually became love interest to each other genuinely and so yeah i, I felt like that really built up the intensity of it. once we m- you know miguel's put in that situation where martin's like "Ah, oh, bro man i'm gonna about to kill you in the weirdest way <laughs> it, was, it was you could see the
0: gears turning like yeah. oh my he's he's such a good actor mm-hmm. like he really is because With he, who, which he which he uh, uh, Stellan Skarsgård. Okay, yes, he really takes the role of. Martin. I mean, both of them, but I yeah. wanted to know who ex- but, exactly. Well, like you, you see him be like, uh, like he unbuttons his pants. He's like, uh, I've never had a man in here before. Yeah, <laughs> and like you, because s- he's he's animal at that. Yeah, point. he's like otherworldly.
3: Like it, this is just routine, and mm-hmm. I have to do it because this is the only way the pleasures
0: go off yeah. in mm-hmm. my brain. You know, and and the way he portrays it, the way Stellan Skarsgård portrays Martin in these moments is fucking phenomenal. I know. Like he does such a good job being a weird old fucking creep. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Like it it's awesome. And then fucking yeah, uh Lisbeth comes in and smacks him in the face with Uh, that. that You could hear him Uh, when you heard him on the ground, that was oh, that was awesome. Once again,
3: like like revenge
1: porn mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, absolutely. maybe porn's no, the wrong, yeah, word. No, no, the wrong I was, word i was gonna throw that line down too because <laughs> it's, it's yeah. kind of what it is really it is absolutely revenge porn because it's <laughs> the, it's it's
0: not revenge porn <laughs> it, it, that's a different thing in society uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's something else you're it's right revenge cinema
3: <laughs> uh, instant gratification yeah, maybe. yeah. I don't instant know. karma yeah, yeah karma well yeah. it's
1: they're not it's so Good instant. karma. This karma porn. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't the top. Yeah. <laughs> karma porn. There you go. This isn't sure. The, this isn't the top ramen of karma. You know, we aren't getting it in 60 seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, You're right. You're right. Okay. <laughs> so the karma porn just starts slamming oh, down. Man. It just blows yeah. its load all over this movie. <laughs> Oh man. This movie
3: this episode's running off the rails. Um yeah, and uh
1: yeah, no, she saves
3: him. But what surprised me is she chased after him. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which
1: and asked permission to kill him, which I thought was a shit. Can I kill this man? Uh, like, I love I clapped yeah. when I, I was like fuck. Yeah, yeah. you can kill him. Well, that's what I'm saying. Who cares who you yeah. need permission go kill him Well, th-
3: the the weird thing she is, didn't know
0: if he was gonna try to persecute. Yeah. this guy You that's know what true. I mean?
3: That is true. What the weird thing about this whole setup is that it's so um off the cuff mm-hmm. it's all it's so like improv that she must have known, she has a photographing memory, there's a fucking camera recording right there. You know, we have all the incriminating proof ever, you know? But she still has the option to go chase after him, take the gun off the, the top of the TV, mm-hmm. instead of untying him and making sure that he's okay, fucking uh, yeah. Mikael on the floor. So she goes and chases after him, and this is the best part of the movie for me. This I is, love the chase scene. I mm-hmm. love the chase scene. I love especially the ending of it, where she doesn't have to get blood on her hands, she doesn't have to incriminate mm-hmm. herself and then be Just declared insane again. The 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 wrongs of the of mm-hmm. the way the trial system works, and mm-hmm. then, you know all that shit, and then she has to do time or something. He like that. died in a car accident. He died in a fucking car accident. I love it.
1: Perfect. Revenge porn. <laughs> <laughs> that that karma porn, man. I love <laughs> yeah. it. Karma porn. Yeah, there we go.
0: And then yeah, she looks. It, it's it's kinda nice, like he you see him in the car mm-hmm. and they kinda lock eyes right before his car busts its load. Nice. That's how it sounded. <laughs> it sounded just like that. That's me alone in, in
3: my
1: theater of home clapping. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll do the, in IRL. <laughs> but um no yeah, and when all that happened, I was like dope this is the end of the movie. I'm so excited. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> 30 more minutes,
1: homie. <laughs> I was like, cool. I'm so glad the, the, all the things that matter in this movie are coming to an end right now. But I actually kind of like
0: the, the extra, the extra. It makes it feel more the, like yeah. a book
1: in a funny, or it shows how much it's based on a book, which yeah. a is epilogue. like basically like, yeah, exactly. I, now here's 30 minutes of setups. So you're going to want to read the next story, you know? And it's, and,
3: it's, It's really cool because the movie designs two plots. It intertwines Mm -hmm. the tots, the plots, the tots, the top plots. Yeah, the top Mm -hmm. plots. Um, But (laughs) it obviously sets up something that doesn't get resolved at the very beginning of the movie that pushes the character into this new plot, and she resolves that Mm -hmm. first plot, the Mm -hmm. impending
1: plot that's hanging. You know that. That's why I really like the last thirty minutes. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely, and it's great that it didn't just get kind of like washed or you know fall by the wayside of, or you know and like put away where it's like oh Warrenstrom just overdosed by accident or yeah. something and now mm-hmm. he's just not a problem anymore you know it, I thought it, that was crazy there's like three shots to the head we literally get a whole for we li- finally get the spy movie we always yeah. wanted where we get this whole thing of her turning herself into a blonde you know yeah. like super spy woman who steals a bunch of his money and then i thought it was hilarious when he's like D- it was a good investment it was like 32 million dollars yeah. or something she's like yeah i did all right i like gave him 50 grand back <laughs> she thought he was coming home with her yeah that's true he could have come home a
3: millionaire what yeah. a fool and so i assume that wernstrom was probably in tied up in a lot of yeah, shitty, Gang shady shit, shit. Mm-hmm. and so he couldn't pay back certain people, and he was uh, assassinated.
0: Yeah. I mean, I could see why he couldn't pay back the people because she, <laughs> she stole took his, all his money. money. Yep. I think sh- they even said it was more than that. It was like I thought it was billions. billions. Yeah. Was it? Oh, it was It okay. was like thirty-two billion dollars, maybe.
3: That's crazy. Regardless, <clears throat> unbelievable.
1: Yeah, no <clears throat> one person should have. Well, they called money. him a disgraced billionaire at one <clears throat> point in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
3: there's a photo that. I don't feel like it's brought up enough in the movie for then it to be so sentimental by the end of the movie, which is him, I guess with his, previous wife and he's wearing a biker jacket he told her at one point I used to ride a motorcycle that's right Um, and she's like I know because uh, she knows everything about yeah,
1: exactly. It does, I think that's even what that probably once again that's one of those things that's probably more fleshed out in the novel when, mm-hmm. when you read it and you see the, we read those moments when it's like oh she got him a biker jacket that makes so much well, sense well she recreates
3: mm-hmm. the biker jacket yeah. that he wore in the photo in hopes that he would ride her bike with him <laughs> yeah don't make me cry <laughs> and so she she takes it to this this shop this jacket shop this tailor I don't mm-hmm. know what he is a jacksman um, <laughs> <laughs> a huge jacksman yeah, a huge jacksman <laughs> um, and he's like uh, is this you know your husband your boyfriend she's like no just friend and he's like must be a, a really great friend because that that's implying that she's spending a lot of money, money to here. have this jacket recreated um, and then she goes back to the magazine it seems like he's widely accepted. We see Joel Kinnaman for a second time, uh-huh. which we didn't talk about at all no. throughout this movie because
0: there's oh, so much. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot.
3: Um and and she sees that he's leaving the office with Robin Wright's character. Um and they've rekindled their weird open relationship kind of thing. Um, that it seems like maybe the
0: husband knows about. No, I don't... It, it doesn't seem like her husband knows about I
1: think he it. does know because that's why she's like, I, I'll tell him I'm not coming home tonight. And he's like, thank you. I think that basically implies that it didn't Whoa. ruin their marriage and maybe theirs is a little more open. Well, I thought they
0: said that he they didn't go... find out that that her husband, no, they didn't. They kind of just said that it ruined his marriage and
1: not hers. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. So it basically so it make that thinks her marriage survived the, because it obviously came out into the open well, and the world found out.
3: Yeah. There's also the other incriminating fact that they're at a party at his house and he's there, the, the yeah. husband of Robin Wright. And he goes home,
1: but Robin Wright stays, stays the there. Night. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah. I so. think he's very aware of the situation. But yeah, for anybody who is surprised when you see Rick Flagg show up and not say a fucking word in this movie, yeah. um, it's because his character that he got casted for is much more relevant in the next two stories. And so he was like big casting in a mm. part that just didn't kind of matter in... He's like, I love Robin Wright. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you're probably right that he probably did have some lines <laughs> in the the movie that they're like uh, maybe we're not going to do that because <laughs> can you imagine Rick Flag doing a Swedish accent no. <laughs> or even
3: a British accent?
1: God, oh is he British? He's like I'm the American ambassador British. of this uh, magazine.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, but um, oh oh uh oh 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 uh oh.
3: Joel Kinneman is a Swedish actor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> goddess Kinneman
3: uh, you guys look like We're just fucking idiots charles joel nordstrom Kinneman. you know it's funny
1: nordstrom I, i'm also on his imdb right now okay. i didn't read that <laughs> either way what but a that's, couple of goofs we are but that's where that kind of ha- why that happened and why yeah. he seemed to be in this movie but not matter <laughs> which is kind of mm-hmm. crazy um but yeah beyond that uh, I thought it was kind of interesting and I was going to make y'all guess who was it. Yes. Name some actresses. There was a few actresses that were definitely considered for this role and even like got we, turned down from this role oh, for having auditioned. Can we Can make a game out of it? Of yeah. Anybody. I have, I just have three so it's not a whole lot. You okay. Know, but, can So Paul Damien and I will take turns guessing.
0: Yeah. I'm Natalie
1: Portman. That was an amazing guess because that is definitely one of them. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Now, awesome. Natalie Portman was considered. I think she turned it down. Was um, what oh, it was. Really? Yeah, there was one who turned it down. So that was Natalie Portman. One had scheduling issues, and then one was turned down by the movie for a reason. Oh,
3: oh. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and take my turn. Scarlett Johansson.
1: God, y'all are fucking killing it at the game what right I was now. Say okay, too. but which one was it? Did she have scheduling issues, or did she get turned? She got away? turned down. She got turned away.
3: Oh, you know what? Scheduling issues. Um Avengers was coming out. Yeah. yeah,
1: no, it was definitely scheduling issues. Yeah. so she couldn't. Um, she couldn't do it. All right. I don't, dude. I would l- if y'all got three for three. I'm and What's even so funnier is y'all have gotten in, in the order I have them written down. <laughs> so if you get the last one and you've all set them in the perfect order, <laughs> I would literally applaud you. I'm Come so on. bad with names. On. Uh,
0: the only reason I said Natalie Portman was because of Star Wars.
1: <laughs> Just <laughs> throw throw another name out there. Uh, she's, I'm not gonna use my. She's, phone. she's she's in the same zeitgeist too. Y'all are doing so great. Oh like, my gosh. This one's hard. think pop culture films. I mean, y'all, you know, that's where y'all you are know, right on the money. I mean, a big face of a whole franchise of them. Mm. Uh, that's uh, the, all the clues I'm going to give y'all. <laughs> uh, just throw something. Is it the woman from the, the
0: Underworld uh, movies? The uh, oh, it could be her. What is her hmm, name? Uh, Kate Beckinsale. Okay, is um, that your
1: final guess? Uh, I'll guess that if you get yeah. it wrong. It is not Kate Beckinsale. No. <laughs> it. Okay.
3: Um, let me think. think
0: younger. Oh, is I, it? I was thinking. Is it younger. the girl from the Hunger Games? Uh, is Katniss it Everdeen? Jennifer Lawrence? That, wow. That's what I was gonna okay. say, but he kind of made me
1: feel like. And now, Zachary. why do you think David Fincher didn't want her? Because she sucks ass. Because she's too tall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's like
1: five eleven. She's like my height, Fair from enough. my understanding. <laughs> so she's like, she was apparently like too tall of a woman. She couldn't be taken that easy. I'm not going to lie to you. This movie would suck ass with any of those actresses. No, I think mm-hmm. Rooney Mara... I, I mean, okay, that's my thing. I I like Rooney Mara a lot. And so I am, was blown away by this performance because mm-hmm. I was like, fuck. I started with like low grade Rooney Mara performances and have been missing out on like where she really put it out there and showed how much she can act and, mm-hmm. ha- and the talent that she really possesses you know so I was blown away by her performance but what I was going to say on the other half of that is I'm honestly not that big of a Daniel Craig fan Oh, I yeah. have I never seen any of his bonds and either. even in like Knives Out and stuff he was not my favorite part of that movie like straight up so, I love him with both these movies so... but I think this movie was easily my favorite Daniel Craig movie it was the first time I felt like I could actually relate to him as an actor and then in the mm-hmm. character that he was yes. actually trying yeah. to portray like I I just I don't know it's like it's 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 a, it's honestly a personal bias too I don't even think he's maybe a bad actor it's just something about him I'm like I just don't like that guy's face you know so yeah. <laughs> it really took putting him in kind of uh, this darker environment which was one thing I was gonna mention that's what I also <laughs> wanted to mention was a big thing we talked about and when we watched the two let me in movies mm-hmm. to let the right one in and uh, right Letting let me in. in. Um, was how much darker the American remake was, and that shit is consistent in this too. I to mean, have just seen the side by side shots of the movies, the Swedish version was so much brighter and more vibrant, and even really like detailed the Swedish landscape as an as an element of the movie so much more. Where the David Fincher version is significantly darker, puts us in much more dark rooms, playing yeah. on laptops, you know, things like that. Where those scenes were much more vibrant and much more active, where they're like walking around the room. Even the scene at the beginning of the movie where Daniel Craig takes the call from Freud to get the mission. He's like, oh, I'm kind of in the middle of Christmas dinner. In the Swedish version, his daughter comes and puts the phone to his ear while he's, like, making, like batter or something you know so it's like so much more like bright and engaging in those kind of ways so I, I thought that was kind of a hilarious con- like consistency that yeah. once again this is Americans being like nah we need that dark shit we need that fucking
0: <laughs> <laughs> I blame
3: Why? David Fincher regardless mm-hmm. but I also yeah.
0: feel like this movie would require kind of some of those darker undertones to really get you more in the mood of what you're watching but
1: apparently they you know were, I mean? Sweden was also going through one of the worst winters that it experienced in like quite a while oh, wow. while David Fincher was trying to shoot the movie too so he kind of also got a, the elemental you know, disadvantage, necessity. you know well, I think uh, necessity I, I think they played it into the fact that they were like, you said it was going to be nice and he was like, it's kind of uncommon and that was an actual <laughs> true fact to that area, shouldn't have That's been it's so fucking snowed in and fucked up um,
0: fucking um, I back to what you were saying about Daniel Craig though I've never really seen him as one of the best actors or not even one of my favorite actors, but with that being said, just like you this is Hands down one of my favorite movies that I've seen him in. Uh the other movie that I actually really enjoy, it's called Layer Cake. Oh, okay. And yeah. so that's That's uh, one of his earliest. Yeah, that's yeah. one of his earliest films that actually got him the role of 007. Mm. Like they they liked him so much in that that they casted him. They wanted to cast him for 007. Right. Um, He's in
1: like a movie called Logan Lucky, which, you know, right. falls in the same kind of uh, from the Ocean's Eleven creators, and I really like his like unhinged character he plays there, but mm-hmm. it almost took him being like something completely different from himself I feel like in that element to why Fair I kind enough. of liked him, you know.
3: um, uh, Going back to what you said, Paul Damien, I think this movie works better with the darker feels. The darker mm-hmm. the darker lighting. Like yeah. literal lighting. As to where, if we were to compare it to the Let the Right One In one, um, I think that movie is supposed to be perplexing in how bright and beautiful it is while it's also uh, talking about such weird and dark Mm -hmm. elements you Mm -hmm. know and so i think that movie is works better right you know what i mean and so i i don't know i really love david fincher i wanted to say this towards the top of the episode i feel like david fincher is actually now i'm afraid to say it because it's almost blasphemous but i feel like david fincher is the better uh christopher nolan
1: oh no i would agree mm -hmm. with that he's got a better track record in my opinion yeah we're
3: like david fincher i think christopher nolan has the imagination And the the big bombast Mm -hmm. where David Fincher knows how to tell you that same kind of looking story, that same kind of even uh, acted story, serious tones in a more understandable way.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, he. I think he pulls it off better. You know what I mean? He gives a much better finished product a lot of the time than than we get from Christopher Nolan. And he's been. And and I'm not going to say he's been doing it for longer, but I feel like once again he's got a much longer track record of like consistently uh, phenomenal films i mean yeah. like to look at what he's directed it's like holy shit you know yeah every um, pretty much everything on there is a home run for one reason or another you know it's like some of the best cinema out there and but i you don't see as many blunders you know as yeah. what you'd maybe see in christopher nolan you know so i'd, I'd actually totally agree with that that statement <laughs> and Blasphemize. I,
0: I, w- <laughs> I would like to say that david fincher is actually really good at cutting the fat from his films yeah like There being stuff that not only makes sense, but needs to be there in the film. Yeah. I mean, we talked about earlier, like some of the stuff being cut from the, that could be cut from the film. But I mean, as we talked about, I realized that later on that kind of becomes important. It does. You know? So like there's, there's a lot of stuff that he does. that's just, it, it it makes the movie more Mm -hmm. well-rounded and whole, you know? And then Christopher Nolan just kind of has like, wacky ideas yeah, i would say but he lights it and and makes it look yeah, like this yeah. exactly so he's like it's going to be really dark but then at one point they're going to be like your your mother's name's martha too and then that's <laughs> that's exciting yeah so it's like he's <laughs> <laughs> still yeah no i know what <laughs> you're you know saying. what i mean uh, like well it,
3: it, it's like uh it's like <laughs> oh my god it's so serious and real Zack but Snyder. then also like we're in the ninth dimension <laughs> yeah and you're pushing books over
1: Gotta kind of talk to my daughter through books. You know? All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right.
3: Um, yeah, so let's rate this movie. Um, who wants
1: to go first? My rate is great. <laughs> or What Just is kidding. it? No, I mean, yeah. In spite of the fact that I mean, it's like my ratings. I try to make them not so much biased on like if this is a movie that is for me so much. If I think it, this movie is made well and is yeah. you know, and the thing is, is, this movie gets its point across. 100% it makes you feel exactly how it's trying to make you feel mm-hmm. most of the time Oh, also because none of us mentioned it, I'm just going to say right here at the end god damn you David Fincher you didn't have to kill the cat you should just not even had it in the fucking movie <laughs> oh, if you were just going to fucking swastikize the fucking cat <laughs> because god damn it that shit was fucked up was the and cat in the book I don't know. Probably. Oh. I'm sure it's a running theme, but either way, damn it. you Take it out of the movie. It didn't have to be there. It was very now I'm going to have to start Googling, does the cat die? <laughs> does the cat
3: turn into a swastika? God.
1: Does, does it get put into any weird fucking shapes? <laughs> anyway. Fuck. Yeah, no cat yoga, guys. <laughs> Um, but in spite of this the thing is I will probably not watch this movie for a very 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 long time if I ever experience it again yeah. if I was to put myself through this story again once again I'd probably read the novel and that's because this shit's fucking just too hard for me to watch you know I just don't even have mm-hmm. the stomach to handle it it, it just makes me sick um, but beyond that it's fucking amazing it is a fucking amazing film that is yeah. once again makes you feel exactly what it's trying to do it gets its story across in a fantastic way and even if I feel like there are some weak points to the overall detective part of that, yeah. you know, it's still just ha- delivered to us in yeah. such a, just a next level. You know, Definitely. form of cinema. So I'm gonna give it a 4.5. Nice. Oh, for me. nice. Okay. Yeah. So which is basically like, goddamn, David Fincher. This has to probably be one of your best movies. It's it's right up there with Fight Club. It's right up there with fucking The Social Network. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they're two, two movies in seven. You know. Yeah, seven. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. It's seven. closer to seven than anything. You know. But I mean, you know, those are some
0: weird. Sex and Fight Club too. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You are
1: right. I mean, there's just so. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's just it. He has so many. I mean, not countless, but it's so many films that literally set a bar that he seems to continuously either reach or even rise above in his films. Do
0: you think the bar is weird sex? Yes. (laughs) And the bar is weird sex. And he's been doing it since the 90s. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: He's been making nine-inch nails music videos since the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. since the early '90s too. Yeah. Um. Do you want me to go next, Paulie? If you want, yeah, you can go next. Um. I I think I'm gonna follow in league, but I think I'm gonna bump it up a point. So I think I'm gonna go with it a four point six. This movie. Fuck you. I I I can't believe <laughs> I can't believe it took me this long to see this movie. Yeah. I can't believe I I can't believe you've done this. Can't believe you have done this. I I, would, I used to have that button somewhere. Uh. Let's let's see.
2: <laughs> what okay, the fuck yeah, was I, that? I don't know. what that was. Was that, 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 was that was all, all the of snows, us? Yeah. Snare. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. Um. But no. Yeah. Uh, this movie. I can't believe I, it took me this long to watch this movie because it's so fucking good, and the way it ends with her throwing that hand or that specially made jacket mm-hmm. in the trash after seeing her go home with, or seeing him go home with Robin Wright, it not only makes me. Hurt for longing of the sequel, but it also feels like such a strange and wonderful ending to this singular movie. Mm-hmm. That if there wasn't the Swedish remakes already, if this was just based after the one book and it never got any more, I'd still love this movie mm-hmm. definitely. And so it 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 really it really blew me out of the. Line. I mean,
1: leaving these characters in a world where they don't truly belong together, I guess, is what the message would be if that was just yeah. all we ever had. Yeah. yeah.
3: Because like, I had I had the notion before watching the rest of this movie that the only consistent character throughout the series was her. Yeah, I think it's both of them. And that's that's what this ending leads me to believe, is that they're both integral to mm-hmm. the rest of the story.
1: Because uh, the only reason I know that, at least to be true for the first three, is that they're both ca- the original two actors are cast through the original three films. You know? Yeah.
3: All right, Paul Damon, you're up.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> So, Sal, so, here's the bread. Um I actually really enjoyed this movie. Um, <laughs> Good, <laughs> uh, but it was it was also kind of a tough pill to swallow. You know, it, it was a bit to get through. It's um, a lot of information. Yeah, it was a lot going on, and it, it just kind of at some point to pull me out of it because of all everything that's just fucking throwing at you. Um, regardless, I. I loved everything that happened, like the pacing of the film's really good. Um, and I fucking, Rooney Mar, I actually really liked her character a lot. Me too. Um, jumping to the ending, you know, uh, that's where her hair really grew on me, and that's probably going to bump it up a few points. <laughs> um, but I love the way it was done up in the back. Mm-hmm. This, this movie is, is tough to watch, though. Yeah. Like I can't see very many younger people watching this movie and getting too much out of it, you know, but as as you get the loud older, maybe parts like, are so loud. Yeah. Like, but the big like, parts are so yeah. I would say like it, you would have to at least be like twenty three, twenty four to give a fuck about what this what's going on in this movie to actually really dive into it. Um but like for me, I would give this movie i uh, because I don't want to do any shame to this movie. Yeah. It's a great movie, but it's not a movie for me. Yeah, even though it drew me in so well, but it drew me in probably for the wrong reasons that this movie was made. You know, so I I would say I'm gonna give it a three point eight. Okay, um, I think, and that's, that's fair. not saying anything against the movie either, because in all honesty, it's a great fucking film. Uh, but it's just it was tough to watch, and that's that's what gets me. Um, not just because of what the film's overall dealing with and arcing about, Mm -hmm. but um, just how much there is for you to digest. And it's a fucking... Two and a half hour movie, mm-hmm. and it is and unforgivable in a so, way exactly. that if you
1: stop paying attention for even a minute, you could like, miss. Imagine you vital watch this in theater.
0: You watch this in theater, you don't yep. see half the stuff. You know, you have to go back. Well, I I went back multiple times mm-hmm. watching this. I film, did too. Well, and that's you know? the reason
1: I felt the need to like pause it after those. You know, such loud scenes because mm-hmm. I then once again after that I just wasn't even processing information after the yeah, fact. I was yeah. like, okay, I'm not hearing any words being said right now. Mm-hmm. My brain is screaming mm-hmm. still.
0: So yeah. that that would be the only thing that really faults this movie for me um but overall i want to give it a good rating so 3.8 is where i stick okay
3: i i i think yeah that's great um your rating is
0: honest to you yeah and it's actually on par with their imdb rating (laughs) i just realized that
3: (laughs) um thank you guys for listening um come back next week we're going to be
0: talking about the last
3: duel directed by ridley scott i'm excited
0: Um, Because I've been waiting to watch that fucking movie. Oh, yeah. I I saw it on our our list. On our list. So I was like, fuck, I gotta wait. (laughs) Yeah. It's currently, at the time of recording this, on
3: HBO Max. It is. So uh, you can go check that one. Uh, You can check this movie out on Netflix. This movie is almost permanently on Netflix. It feels like it's on there every time time. i look yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. um (laughs) so glad i finally clicked on it right (laughs) um thank you guys for listening follow us on instagram that's going to be in the show notes below rate and review us on all your podcatchers uh if you rate us a five stars on apple podcast we will read it on the podcast um so keep that in mind whenever you're flipping through um you know just keep on loving each other keep
1: go. on keeping on yeah. yeah let's you know be honest be yes. fair yeah love your body you know i agree <laughs> <laughs> if somebody uh, gets sick they they blame the potato salad thank you reverbed obama <laughs> 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 all right well next week we'll we will be dueling to the death yes so we will see y'all there we will see you on another time bye guys the hell bye guys Man, fucking go home shit <laughs> Good goodbye said. goodbye. Good good goodbye said. Get the hell out of here. Get out. Get out. Good good goodbye said. Bye guys. Good good night. We are who watches the watches. We are leaving the show. We're walking out the door. Say, I got to go. Bye bye. Bye. What an explosive ending.